This is Our People and Mother Earth. American Rivers is a national river conservation organization that puts in work towards a future of clean water and healthy rivers everywhere for everyone. Currently, they are fighting to get dams removed on the Lower Snake River. Amy Colbert is the Vice President of Communications for American Rivers, and she gives us a little more insight on what American Rivers does. We work on the local, state, and national levels to improve clean water and river health just nationwide. In some cases, that means protecting rivers that are still healthy and free-flowing. For example, in Oregon, we're supporting Senator Wyden's River Democracy Act, which would protect many, many miles of some of our best remaining rivers and streams here in Oregon that are so important for our drinking water supplies, wildlife habitat, climate resilience. So we throw our weight behind really smart river protection efforts like that. We also work with communities to conserve water supplies because in an era of climate change, our water supplies are under threat. And so we want to help communities use water more efficiently. We also help communities protect themselves from flooding because, again, with climate change, those floods and storms are becoming more frequent and severe. So there's all kinds of strategies that we can use with protecting floodplains. It's really about helping communities protect and restore their rivers, connect with their rivers. Rivers give us so much. I mean, I'm sure your listeners, everybody out there probably has a river that they're thinking about right now. Maybe it's a river where you learned to fish with your grandparents. Maybe it's a river that you drive by on your way to work every day, or it's a river that gives you your drinking water or where you irrigate your crops. We're so lucky to have these rivers and streams in our lives. They really are our lifeblood, the planet's lifeblood, our veins and arteries, right? I love my job that I get to I get to work with people who who stand up for rivers and really see them as a path for opportunity and all kinds of amazing benefits. There are many, many tribal nations that are leading the effort to remove the lower snake dams and, and restore salmon. The Nez Perce tribe has been leading on this for decades, really. And, and many others, Warm Springs, Umatilla, tribes across the region that, you know, groups like American Rivers are are proud to follow their lead because these tribes know better than anyone the importance of salmon and, and why healthy rivers are so important to our future. Cobert talks about how to replace the energy lost by removing the dams. There have been a number of studies showing how would we re- replace that energy And the Northwest Energy Coalition is a great source of that. But the thing about the dams on the Lower Snake is the energy generation they do produce is highly seasonal. So more than half of their annual output is between basically now, March to June, where you have like the spring runoff. And that's also, this is a time when the rest of the dams in the system are also producing a lot of power, often in excess of customer demand. So, yes, they produce hydropower, but they're also producing it at a time when a lot of other dams are, too. There have been lots of good studies showing that you can invest in clean energy alternatives, energy efficiency, other renewables that can kind of strengthen the whole energy system. Amy Colbert talks about the impact those dams have on the salmon runs. So there are four dams on the Lower Snake River in eastern Washington that are driving multiple runs of really important salmon runs to extinction. Those dams 
need to come down. And American Rivers and many other organizations, not to mention Native American tribes, tribal nations from across the region, are calling on the Biden administration and Congress to immediately act to remove those four dams on the Lower Snake. Now, it's important to recognize, um, and, and we recognize, that these dams provide services right now. They generate hydropower. They provide barge transportation so farmers can get their goods to market. One of the pools behind the dams provides irrigation. And our position is that these dams should not come down until we have a plan to replace those services. We all agree that we want abundant salmon runs in our rivers. We want a healthy river. We want clean, affordable energy. We want thriving agriculture. We want all these things. So now it's just a matter of political will, frankly, and can we act to make these investments that will take the dams down and give us the infrastructure here in the region to make sure that you know communities and, and everyone can not only remain whole, but let's do even better. I mean, I think a healthy, free-flowing Lower Snake River can be a key to a more vibrant future in, in many respects. Cooper talks about other ways to get goods to market without the dams and the difficult task of investing in our future for our kids. There have been a number of studies done looking at how we can get those goods to market without the dams. For example, uh, Congressman Mike Simpson from Idaho Republican congressman who is a real champion for taking down these four dams and restoring salmon, because he wants salmon back in Idaho, understandably. He did a big study and talked to many, many people, stakeholders across the region, really thorough process, and came up with his own blueprint for how this can happen. Investing in rail is one of the primary ways that will replace the transportation benefits of the four lower snake dams. So instead of putting their grain on a barge and sending it downriver, farmers can put their grain on a train. And these these rail lines are already there. There are rail lines running along the river right now. We, would, of course, need to build more and invest in all of that infrastructure. That is an obvious solution to getting the goods off the water. Putting them on a train is definitely a possibility. Right now, Washington Senator Murray and Washington Governor Inslee are in the middle of, a, of an effort to look at re- replacing the benefits of the dams. Their findings will be coming out in, in the next couple months. So it can be done. Um, no one's saying it's easy. You know, no one's trying to gloss over the fact that this is a significant, these are four significant dams. But I think, you know, we at American Rivers just come back to the fact that we can't let these salmon go extinct on our watch. These fish are incredibly valuable to the region, to our economy, to our environment, the entire web of life. I can't even begin to talk about what they mean to Native American tribes, but that's you know an issue of culture and identity um, and justice for, for tribes across the region. So we're at this moment where we need to decide as a, as a region, what's important to us and what kind of future do we want to pass on to our kids? And are we willing to step up and take this bold step? to right some wrongs. 
and invest in a future where, you know, that, that where people and the river and salmon can all benefit. She talks about the removal of the Klamath River dams and the difference between the Klamath River dams and the Lower Snake River dams. The Klamath River dam removal is really exciting to see. So we're in the home stretch with the Klamath, and we've got a couple more regulatory hoops to jump through. But if everything remains on track, demolition of those four dams on the Klamath will begin in 2023, so next year. And that is a tremendous, tremendous victory for the Karuk, Yurok, and other tribes on that river that have been speaking up for, for dam removal. It's a win for salmon restoration. It's going to be a win for water quality because the dams on the Klamath create toxic conditions um, in the reservoirs and the, and the river with toxic algae. It's really a mess there. So we feel hopeful. These big dam removal efforts take time. They take a lot of effort and a lot of time and a lot of dedication, but it's happening. And for me, you know, when there's so much in the world that feels out of our control and it's easy to feel hopeless, river restoration is something that we we can do that really benefits our lives and our communities. And when you can bring a river back to life, it's really an amazing thing. So to see it starting to happen on the Klamath and hopefully, you know, we'll make progress on the Lower Snake, it really gives me hope. The dams on the Klamath were privately owned dams. They were owned by uh, Pacificorps, which was part of Berkshire Hathaway. So that's one difference because the Lower Snake dams are federal dams. And there's a different processes if you want to try to remove private versus federal dams. With federal dams, with the Lower Snake dams, it's going to take an act of Congress. We need, these are federal dams, so we need legislation in Congress to take them down and to restore that river. There are differences there, but also similarities. I mean, you can look at just when you look at the devastation that all of these dams have caused to salmon and tribes and water quality. Also, it's important to recognize that we're still going to have a lot of dams. Nobody's calling for the removal of every dam. And whether that's on the Klamath or whether that's in the Snake and Columbia system, there's still going to be plenty of dams and hydropower. So it's just about trying to bring things a little bit back into balance and looking at the dams that are causing the most harm and weighing those costs and benefits and, you know, trying to figure out if can we remove the dams causing the most harm, invest to replace their services so that we can, you know, bring things a little bit more into balance. Cobra talks about studies regarding methane emissions that are a result of the dams. On the Lower Snake and on the Klamath, there have been studies showing, and this is real, a number of studies, you can take these dams down without any increase in carbon emissions. It is possible. And um, we've got a lot of good, clean, renewable alternatives ready to go here. Another thing, I don't think people know this, and it's, it's, it kind of blows people's minds sometimes when they find out, but the thing about dams and reservoirs is that it's really hard to call them entirely clean and green. You can't really call hydropower clean and green because of the methane emissions that come out of reservoirs behind the dams. There's increasing science and studies looking at this. Methane is 80 times more potent than carbon, right? So basically there's no free lunch. I mean, yes, we need hydropower. Yes, it has to be part of our energy portfolio, especially in an era of climate change. We've got to get away from fossil fuels. Absolutely. We also can't give hydropower a free pass because of this methane issue, because of the devastation hydro dams can cause to salmon and water quality, it's complicated. That's why it's so important to look at each dam 
on a case-by-case basis and really weigh, like, okay, do we absolutely need this energy, this hydro, or, you know, is it causing so much damage that we can take it out, replace the benefits? It just takes a, a pretty nuanced look at things. But it's important because we've got to get away from fossil fuels. We've got to fight, fight climate change. We have to build more climate-resilient ecosystems and communities. And part of climate resilience means having healthy rivers, too. It's just all a balance. Cober now talks about how the Snake River is not the only river affected by these dams. People hear Snake River and they think, well, you know, I don't live on the Snake River or whatever. But this is about the Snake River. It's not the destination. It's the gateway, right? The Lower Snake is just the gateway into making sure we have salmon in Oregon, in, right, in, in Northeast Oregon, in Southwest Washington, in Idaho. Again, this whole Snake River Basin includes the Salmon River Wilderness in Idaho. It includes so many rivers in Northeast Oregon that are just amazing, amazing rivers, amazing salmon habitat. If only the salmon could get there, right? So this is about making sure that all of these rivers and, and communities in this region can benefit from all that salmon bring. It's the environmental benefit, it's the cultural benefit, the economic benefit. When salmon are running, the cash registers are ringing, right? I mean, people come from miles around to fish and stay in hotels, and it's a huge, huge industry. And we can have that again. Cobra shares how you can help get the Lower Snake River dams removed and how soon it needs to be done. I'd encourage people to, if you care about rivers, if you want to see healthy, abundant salmon back in our rivers, if you want to have this investment come to our region for infrastructure and clean energy and agriculture, please call your elected officials. In Oregon, Congressman DeFazio, Senators Wyden and Merkley have all been champions in their own ways for clean water, for climate resilience, for salmon. And now we need to call on them and the entire congressional delegation all across the region to step up and make the restoration of a Lower Snake River a priority. We've got to stop salmon extinction here, and we have an incredible opportunity. This would be the biggest, most exciting river restoration effort the world has ever seen, and it would be right in our backyard. Just imagine what that would mean for our economy, for recreation, for for everything, right? If we could bring this river back to life. I think it's really exciting and I hope, you know, I hope your listeners will be inspired by this idea. We have information on our website at AmericanRivers.org about our Free Rivers report that talks about the state of dam removal in the U.S. and, and points to the lower snake dams as, as an opportunity. We need legislation, uh, federal legislation introduced this year. So by the end of 2022, we need legislation introduced that creates a path to dam removal, that opens the door here, that looks at investments and in infrastructure to replace our services, that gets this ball rolling because the salmon are really out of time when you look at just the extinction, how close we are, how low those numbers are getting. So we need legislation introduced this year. And then, you know, you're right. This is, this doesn't happen the next day, right? These dams don't just come out. There's, there's planning that needs to happen, but it's really vital that we get our Northwest members of Congress and the Biden administration jumping on this as a priority right now, this year, because it is such an important 
issue for Native American tribes and justice for tribes, for salmon, for climate resilience, for the region's economy, for clean energy, all of these things are interconnected. Now Cobra talks about why they are so focused on the Lower Snake River dams currently. Every dam has some impact on rivers and wildlife just because it's, you know, it blocks the river. But there are so many dams that will remain just because they are providing some really significant services. And again, like we, we look at the Lower Snake Dams because it's that weighing of the costs and benefits. If you look at the data, if you look at the science of salmon returns, it's just very, very clear that as soon as the Lower Snake Dams were built in the 60s and 70s, the runs just crashed and they are continuing to crash. And, you know, you might get little blips once in a while if there's like good ocean conditions or something, you know, good runoff year, but the trend is toward extinction with these lower snake dams. And so that's why we're really focused on those. Cobra talks about what can be done with dams that remain standing and how we should get out there and enjoy our rivers. There's a lot of great work happening, and American Rivers is part of it, on dams that will remain in place you can still improve them, right? I mean, whether that's improving fish passage or improving the natural flows through the dam, there's a lot you can do to make a dam a little more river-friendly, a little more environmentally friendly. I would just encourage people to get out and enjoy your rivers. It's important to speak up and advocate for healthy rivers and salmon and clean water, and it's also important to get out and, you know, connect with nature and a river is really a wonderful way to do that, especially in the world right now. We all need that sense of peace and connection that rivers can give us. So I hope people have a chance to do that. That was Amy Kober from American Rivers talking about pushing to remove dams from the Lower Snake River. You're listening to Our People and Mother Earth on 91.9 FM, KWSO. I'm Duncan Bruno.